0: Paid off an ending sooner Full moon features to go out of business I am your host for the evening Casey and tonight I have with me my co-host as usual Gabe how are you doing tonight Gabe
1: I'm doing I'm doing pretty well uh, all things considered I've been uh, I've been I've been practicing some uh, some new talents as of late uh, sort of being working to further my artistic talents through means of uh sort of art and drawing and uh, sculpting and creating things
0: you've you've been doing this and you you didn't tell me
1: well because I I have I've been also stuffing the souls of my dead friends into the creations that I've been making so I've been, I don't know I don't know how you would have felt about that
0: You've been doing this and you haven't been telling me what G- Gabe, enough. I thought I thought we were partners. I, I thought we were partners in this foray. Uh,
1: you know what? Fair enough. Maybe I should have let you in on the uh, on the necromancy a bit more.
0: Uh, that being said, tonight's movie of discussion is Puppet Master three, Toulon's Revenge, which is a prequel episode in the Puppet master series. That is exactly as it's described.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess I should ask, what did you think of this movie, Gabe?
1: I thought that this... So, when we first started this, I knew pretty much nothing about the Puppet Master series. I assumed that it would be something along the lines of puppets fighting Nazis, and that is eventually what it became. This is what I thought Puppet Master was going to be from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I, I have to admit, I actually kind of liked this one.
1: Oh yeah, it, it was a very fun experience overall. It it, it leans into its gimmick a lot more. It, that's something that we've been seeing it progressively going down to where they they've been leaning into the puppet gimmick further and further.
0: They, they definitely play more heavily into Toulon and his puppets in this one with a sort of explanation as to how his puppets came to be, how he came to be the puppet master himself in a sense. I liked this one a good bit. I thought this is the best one so far. But of course we have many more to go so that that could change down the line. Or it could stay the same depending on how terrible the fr- upcoming, uh, installments are
1: there's no real way for us to anticipate it but well might as well dig in now start of my notes here i actually put down that the full moon uh logo is actually just like genuinely a really good logo
0: i think i mentioned that in the last episode but i can't quite recall or at least i put it in my notes but yeah the the logo that they have implemented in the last few features Has been pretty darn good. So we open
1: on Berlin, 1941. Berlin, 1941,
0: where the Gestapo have paid a visit to a one Dr. Hess, who is presently timing how long it'll take for some dude covered in lacerations to die.
1: We get, immediately get Nazis. We immediately get, uh... The thing that I was complaining about in Pit in the Pendulum, where they don't pick a language for these characters to speak, and perhaps it's something that only bothers me, but it bothers me a, a good a bit. And I put down that this Dr. Herr, Hess, it's sort of like the Mengele without the the name, but then they name-drop Mengele. I'm like, oh, okay. I was going to say, well, they it.
0: they name-drop those other prolific um, Third Reich scientists.
1: Yeah, it's, it's... Again, they're leaning into the Nazi thing, which is... The thing about the Nazis is they're such one-dimensional villains a lot of the time. It's super easy to murder them. And I'm glad. I'm glad that we're murdering people that deserve to be murdered.
0: And while this... Nazi, who we later find out is named Major Krauss, is talking to Dr. Hess. His do- his driver, Lieutenant Stein, is just sitting and uh, playing with marionettes, because he's like, apparently I very would- bored.
1: I was about to say, he just has a puppet with him at all times? Okay. And at this point, we had uh, Dr. Hess. I wrote him down as a Dr. Herbert Westenschmertz.
0: I wrote down early Nazi Herbert West
1: it, He is ju- <laughs> So we later find out His goal is To basically He basically has the same goal as Herbert West
0: No, no, not, not So much, West just Wants to reanimate the dead because he can Hess is trying to reanimate The dead to be used as meat shields For the uh, German army
1: Right. Well, same goal, different reasons. But he, the, the parallels are quite noticeable, especially given the fact that in the last Puppet Master episode, I was just referring to the green goo as the reanimator goo, which is even more solidified in this movie.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. So Kraus basically is like... Yeah, you need to get this done yesterday. And Hess is obviously not very successful at the moment.
1: No, no. he—he's he, All of his things are just sort of dying and croaking real quick. And we get... What we get is the... So you were right. The Pupmaster does have a theme as it comes back and starts playing again. And I think, I think I like it. I think I really like the theme. It's growing on me. Mr. Dick Band did, Dick Band did a good job with this theme.
0: I can't believe you still insist on calling him that.
1: He's not dead, so I'm not disrespecting him.
0: I, I still can't believe you insist on calling him that.
1: (laughs) It's it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. When your brother's uh, Charles Band, you need to be able to take a few punches.
0: I guess, but I I do agree. The Puppet Master theme is starting to grow on me, especially considering we're going to be hearing a lot more of it. But as our credits roll and we finally get back to the action, we find Puppet Hitler being shot by a six-armed cowboy.
1: How? Okay. We get new Puppet, who by the name of Six Shooter. I
0: was going to say, if that's not his name, then uh, it's an absolute wasted opportunity.
1: Exactly. So so tell me... What what is your opinion on Six Shooter? I kind of like him. Yeah, he's a he's got a fun little gimmick. He as far as again, it reinforces the statement I had before, which is as soon as you start putting fucking artillery on these puppets, they get infinitely more be- more powerful.
0: Yeah, and considering this is a Six Shooter with uh Six Shooters.
1: Ah, he's got he, he's he's a cowboy with six arms. Yes. Is the thing, and he's got he's got very tiny guns. He's got very tiny guns.
0: BB guns. They 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 look like they belong in a doll man.
1: They're not nearly as powerful as the doll man guns. I, that isn't something I noted down. But
0: they are pretty damn powerful.
1: Okay, so do you want to know a fun fact I learned about Six Shooter while doing my research in this movie? Yes. Six Shooter, he, he only ever communicates via, like, little chuckling on occasion. Mm-hmm. And that chuckling sound... that, that laughter is provided by, I think, Albert Band, Charles Band's father, who was actually in Nazi Germany at the time of, at this time. And so whenever Six Shooter is blowing away fucking Nazis, that's one of their actual victims laughing as they're dying.
0: You know what? That is actually perfect retribution.
1: You know what? Congrats to you, Charles Band. I give you one thing.
0: I mean, yeah, that's that's poetic justice right there. But we also find that we have a different actor playing Andre Toulon. And I kind of like him more. Yeah,
1: I think... The thing about Andre Toulon as a character is that... he He's inherently a very eccentric character. And you need to be able to get that across... And this actor does it really well. Uh, his name... Uh, Guy Rolfe. He's, I've, I've, he's one of those guys from that thing where he's been in a lot of stuff. But I think he's most well known for this.
0: Yeah, I I liked him a lot more than the previous André Toulon actor. He, he seems more soft and more genuine.
1: That might also be because in this movie he's written as the protagonist rather than the antagonist.
0: That's true. But... We find that Lieutenant Stein had been in attendance um, to his puppet show, sneaking photos and then threatening him with changing the subject matter or else.
1: Or else. Yeah. He, so um, so Andre Toulon says something here that I thought, thought, was, thought was pretty good, which is political satire is a sign of a healthy society. And I don't know if that's a quotation from somewhere else, but I really liked that.
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's like, if you're not allowed to have political satire, then you're under a fascist regime.
1: Which the Nazis were objectively. Yep. And so we also see here that Jester is around, which I was very confused about because didn't Puppet Master 1 open With André Toulon making Jester?
0: Continuity. Continuity doesn't exist.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: But Toulon and Elsa basically shoo Stein away. And we find that he feeds these puppets dinner of injections of their revitalization fluids. And meanwhile, Nazi Driver is standing outside the window taking photos like a creeper. Because they are not careful.
1: That brick wall is so thin because he heard them talking real easily through that brick wall. That or the window was open. No, the window wasn't open. I know it wasn't open. And even still, he wasn't near the window. He was near the brick wall.
0: Yeah. Which,
1: you know what? I don't care. That
0: or Stein has super hearing.
1: But they are... He's giving the puppets that good, good reanimator juice. And the... Nazi officer is taking the pictures and he's running away and he they he gets the pictures of the puppets doing their puppet bullshit. Like, up and around moving and stuff. And he provides the pictures to uh, General Krauss. He was general. He was major. Major. And First note on Major Krause, he looks like Laura Lynn brand David Bowie.
0: I thought he looked like a human version of Blade.
1: You're right. Huh, I wonder if that was on purpose.
0: I don't know, might have been.
1: But he shows the pictures to Major Krause and he's like "The puppets they were up and they were doing the puppet things and they were all magical" and Krause is like "No, we're not going to deal with that. Whatever. Kill the guy." And I just wrote down, no, the Nazis would be super into that. They were super into occult bullshit.
0: That is true. But also, can can I just might interject here with this this sweet little scene between Toulon and Elsa, where he gifts her a handmade doll, because he's like, I can't paint for shit. You always end up looking like my mother. And he he makes this puppet in her likeness, and it they're so sweet.
1: I I the the the. The subtext of the scene is sweet, I'll give it that, but at the same time, my girlfriend would smack me in the mouth if I got her a creepy puppet of herself.
0: Well, I mean, Elsa knew what she was getting into when she married a puppeteer. He's been doing this for eons, so...
1: Eons, okay.
0: He's been doing this for some time, so, I mean, she knows his prowess in his sculpture and whatnot, and so... Yeah, creating a puppet of her is probably, like, the highest form of flattery in that aspect. It's a, it's a different kind of love language.
1: It is a little bit weird that he didn't do it sooner, though.
0: Eh, I mean, he, he tried painting, and it didn't work, so he had to go to plan B.
1: Yeah, but then we get tits.
0: And then we get tits, because we find General Mueller uh, being bathed by naked ladies with exposed boobies, and they're just like, oh, General...
1: So, Dr. Hess wants to interview Tulon in order to gain access to his reanimator goo. But the problem is that Major Krauss just wants to straight up murder him. So he calls up the general. He's like, hey, make sure Kraus doesn't kill this dude. He has magic. He has knowledge of magic. And the general's like, yeah, fuck it. Don't kill the guy. Let the, Let the weird scientist have his bullshit. And so they go and they raid the theater that Toulon is is working in, and he just has his reanimator goo just sitting around on the shelves. Like it he isn't doing nearly enough to hide this.
0: It's almost like he wanted to get caught.
1: Just a little bit, yeah
0: but they grab a vial of the reanimator goo and Elsa's just like, no! And they straight up shot her in the back.
1: They shoot her a good few times. And I understand that Major Krause is kind of meant to be the the main antagonist here, but why would he do that? He knows that they they need to get the info from him and it'd be a lot easier to do that if his wife isn't dead by our hands.
0: They fridged Elsa. They just fridged her.
1: Would would you would you say that they uh they uh, made Elsa a bit frozen? No, no, that that was a bad joke. No, cut that, cut, cut.
0: Oh, oh, the thing the thing about Kraus is that like he's not a man of his word. He is a man of shoot first, ask questions later, and he has an incredibly short fuse, especially if things don't go his way. Right. Especially considering he's like, Oh, we'll get an ambulance for her and she straight up spits at him and he just shoots her. He's like, Nope. Right. I'm done with you.
1: You have there there's a very fine line that you're walking. If you spit at me I will Okay, I'm shooting you now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. they they Toulon grabs his puppets. They they have him take his puppets, they're in the back of a car. And I don't like Tunneler. But we get a good kill here.
0: Yeah, because Pinhead begins strangling one Nazi that's in the back seat with him, and then Tunneler basically chest bursts his way out through the driver.
1: It's it's a it's exactly what I wanted from Tunneler, which is just to go straight through a motherfucker.
0: Yeah, he and he, he goes in through the back and comes out the front, and it is wonderful.
1: And so Toulon escapes, he's hiding around, and, and, and this whole time he's running around with his puppets, and he's just like this frightened little man. And they determine that they're going to burn down the theater that Toulon was in, just because it was, like, you know, critical of the Nazi regime.
0: They burned a the tiny puppet stage to prove a point.
1: But at the same time, I'm like, hey... Isn't this in the middle of Berlin? Isn't that seem a little bit dangerous to just start burning shit? They don't care. Well, right. They're Nazis, but also collateral. Like, you could burn down some of your own shit, too.
0: Nah, they didn't care at that point. It was more like, yeah, this is his. We're just going to burn it. (sighs) You know what? Fair. Yep. And at that point, Toulon actually returns to his home. They'd they be looking for him there, no question. And he straight up just goes back.
1: Right. And, well, he he's going to get some of the reanimator goo. Okay, so this is the part that just completely fucks up the previously established lore and canon. Mm-hmm. Where he gets the doll that was based on Elsa. And he proceeds to bring it to life. Through the means of... The Reanimator goo, where we then learn that no, 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 they aren't just like animated objects. They are the souls of his dead friends. No,
0: we we don't find that out until much, much later.
1: We don't, but we we do know that the Leech Woman, who who is a doll that was based on Elsa, is not is not just animated. Is in fact housing the soul of Elsa.
0: I also feel so bad that the fact that yeah, she's. Housing that all, but she just snarfs up leeches all the time.
1: Which raises the question of... In, so, in the last movie, Leech Woman gets fucking burnt, burnt to a crisp. And Toulon doesn't seem all that, br- all that broken up about because it.
0: Because he's still convinced that, like, Elsa was resurrected or um, reincarnated. So, yeah, they completely throw that out the window. But not to mention, before the transformation of the Elsa doll, because... Leech Woman looks 100% completely different from the Elsa doll that Toulon made for his wife. But before that- Shh,
1: don't worry about it.
0: Before that, they sneak into the morgue and kill the morgue attendant so they can get to Elsa's corpse and do whatever with it. Is is this a, is this a Zydrate situation? Because it comes in a little glass vial?
1: A little glass vial?
0: A, a little glass
1: vial. A little glass vial. No, I would assume that it is because- they are just... I would assume it's because he needs to get that little bit of the brain that he was making the reanimator goo out of, but he needed it specifically from her to reincarnate. It's poorly explained, is the point we're trying to get across.
0: Yeah. I I still feel bad for Leech Woman because of the fact that she she looked perfectly fine as Elsa Puppet, and then he shoved a leech down her throat, and she's just like... <laughs> and turned purple.
1: Yeah, it's not... it. Yeah, so during this scene, we also get so all the other puppets have gimmicks, right? Leech Woman, Pinhead, Blade, Six Shooter, yada yada. But Jester, I think my might be my new pick for least favorite puppet because he has no gimmick.
0: I never much cared for Jester.
1: Yeah, it's it's Jester is now my least favorite puppet because he doesn't even he doesn't have a gimmick. And it's like a wrestler. It's a, like a wrestler without a gimmick.
0: The only gimmick he has is those sort of two faces that he can pull with the whole spinny head thing. That's all he can do.
1: Yeah, it's not the best.
0: He did end up killing the morgue attendant.
1: He did. But that kind of sucked. So, yeah. But anyway, we, we catch back up with Mr. Toulon, who he goes into hiding again in what looks like it looks like the area that the final battle of doll man took place at where it's just a bunch of cement
0: yeah it's some sort of weird abandoned building with a ton of broken busted up bricks all around it
1: yeah and so there we forgot to mention there are two other characters that were mentioned earlier during the puppet show where is this dad and his kid who
0: oh no we're we're missing an entire scene here because before before all this, Mueller goes for a top-level meeting at a brothel.
1: You're right.
0: And Toulon is parading around as a blind man. And, of course, at this point, he's vowed revenge on the Nazi regime that has killed his wife. So he has Six Shooter climb up the building like a sp- little tiny Spider-Man and... Six Shooter also has got tiny little spurs, and I love it.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
0: But of course, Mueller's there, fucking a whore, as he is wont to do, because that's what he does. And as Mueller is getting ready to leave, Six Shooter's in the hallway. His bandana pulls up on his own. And Mueller's just like, the fuck is this doing here? And Six Shooter just straight up starts shooting him. Mueller manages manages to disarm him.
1: Uh, one arm. Ah. Uh
0: but then ends up filling Mueller full of bullet holes to the point where he falls out the second story window to his death.
1: Right. Well, I, I one thing I should say is that six-shooters' guns aren't... It isn't a doll man situation where they are proportionally much powerful than they should be. They are just very tiny guns, like little cap guns, so he needs to shoot this guy a lot of times to kill him.
0: It's still very, very good.
1: So, next, now back to the scene that I was going to where Toulon is in this little hut hovel thing, and he's kind of... He's he's planning his revenge. Ah, ah. And these two characters who we met before at the beginning of the puppet show, a dad and his son, are fugitives to the Nazis. And... They're sort of just discussing things and they're like, hey, don't don't tell anyone we're here and we won't tell anyone you're here. And Toulon's like, yeah, cool. I'm going to murder these Nazis now. You cool with that? And they're like, sure, that sounds awesome. And the thing is, the the tiny child.
0: I fucking hated Peter.
1: The tiny child leads the Nazis to Toulon.
0: I fucking hated Peter. Peter's a he's, annoying dumbass. As shit.
1: he's the worst. He's,
0: he is annoying as shit. Yeah, and he's he straight up leads Hess to him.
1: Yeah, and so Hess is Hess is a Nazi, but he's not he, he's only there as like, yeah, they give me the resources to do my experiments. Fuck the Fuhrer. Just tell me what you know. Where Toulon explains that the puppets aren't just animate objects, they are in fact housing the souls of his dead friends. And, and specifically, they you can't just put any soul into a puppet. It must be a soul that you are in some way familiar with.
0: And also one that has a will to continue living. Right. But he only explains that for three puppets. Jester, Pinhead, and Leech Woman. The fuck is it about Tunneler and Six Shooter then?
1: Don't think about it.
0: But I'm thinking about it.
1: Don't think about it.
0: But I'm thinking about it. Ah. ah! It is an interesting twist, though.
1: Which also does raise the question, who the fuck is Torch?
0: And also, who the fuck is Blade? Because at this point, we see Blade being constructed.
1: Or supposed retrofitted, because he is based off of Mephistopheles.
0: He is based on Mephistopheles. However, he definitely does change up the face sculpt a little bit. And even Hess agrees, yeah, that l- fucking looks like Krauss.
1: Yeah, it... So what I assumed, since, you know, I, I mean, we'll get to it. So the dad, they, they have at this point put up posters for Toulon's capture all across Berlin. And the dad just kind of assumes that if he gives the Nazis Toulon, they will let him go. Which I must say... Why the fuck would you trust the Nazis?
0: The man's desperate. I knew he was going to turn into lon the moment I saw him fingering one of those uh wanted posters, but the man is desperate. They took his wife. Uh he's trying to get his son to Switzerland to to keep him safe. And uh, I mean, I I guess I can kind of understand his mindset at that point, but yeah, still why the fuck would you trust the Nazis?
1: They're the Nazis. Whatever I you know what whatever. So he brings the Nazis back to where Toulon is, where Hair Reanimator is, and they're, they they start raiding the place. And you know what? To this guy's credit, the Nazis do at first let him go. And they start the Nazis start attacking. It's full-on puppets versus Nazis, and there's a scene where Leechwoman is on, like, a chandelier, and there's this Nazi soldier on the ground, and she's just sort of, like, spitting up the occasional leech onto him, because Leech Woman cannot quickly produce leeches. It, it is, like, an excruciating process that takes, like, 30 seconds to do. And so he's just sitting there on the floor screaming as as the occasional leech just drops on his face,
0: and also one right in his mouth.
1: Right in his mouth, and I think that's the one that kills him.
0: Probably because he choked on it.
1: Or, I you know what? I'm going to, I'm gonna assume they're magic leeches because there's no reasonable way to assume she is carrying that many leeches inside her.
0: She's bigger on the inside.
1: She's fine you know what fuck it that's the lore now
0: <laughs> she's bigger on the inside she just keeps or, or she's her throat is just like a straight up portal to a wormhole of leeches right whatever but in the meantime Hess and Toulon are attempting their escape and he shoots a soldier checks him to make sure he's dead and he just gets stabbed yeah because he didn't double tap
1: He gets stabbed the shit. And he... I have it written down here. Are they trying to make us feel bad for the death of a Nazi? And I guess they are. I don't care. I'm glad he's dead.
0: Yeah, we're trying to turn Hess into like an ally, a friend to Toulon. Because it's like, yeah, he might have been working for the Nazis, but I don't think he really cared and whatnot, so...
1: Fair enough. Also... I forget the context, but the dad is also killed here. He was, like, trying to, like, help Toulon or something. He I don't w- remember, He was honestly. trying
0: to get Peter to get the fuck out and uh, wrestle the gun away from Krauss. And during that little scuffle, he done got shot in the gut.
1: I'm not going to say that this is what he gets for trusting the Nazis, but I will heavily imply it.
0: I'll say it. That's what he gets for trusting the fucking Nazis. Well, thank you. <laughs> in the meantime, Toulon ends up... Well, for starters, they reuse shots from the Cairo scene in Puppet Master 2 for some sort of weird-ass dream sequence.
1: Right. It is just... It's I, In my notes, it says, Back to Cairo back to Berlin and I, I guess they needed like an extra 30 seconds to reach feature length so yeah, I, that's probably. that's why they were there but whatever
0: and now begins the final showdown with major Krauss which also shows blade come to life apparently which makes no sense because there apparently there's meant to be an extension of human life
1: so here's what I think I think blade is hair reanimator
0: you think blade is hess
1: I think Blade is Hess, because that's the only thing that makes sense. Hmm. I, I can only assume, because if this were like two, one or two movies down the line, I would just assume that they didn't give a shit about their own internal logic, but this is in the same movie. So, Blade needs to be someone... It's, I, it is It is either Hess or the kid's dad.
0: I just checked uh, the wiki for Puppet Master, and you are correct. Blade is does house the soul of Dr. Hess.
1: Yes, I am the Puppet Master lore lore master.
0: Yeah, because he's a spy puppet and whatnot. So, like, it would make sense considering.
1: No, it doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't. You tried to finish that statement, but no, it doesn't. You know what? It's Puppet Master, so what do we expect?
0: Yeah, but Toulon has stolen a Nazi uniform to sneak into the Gestapo headquarters for the final showdown with Krauss, and Krauss is like, am I supposed to be afraid of these fucking puppets? And yes, yes he is, because Pinhead starts just shoving hooks into Krauss and turning him into a living marionette.
1: He, this is some real hellraiser ass shit.
0: Yeah, that's like the darkest thing so far we've seen in these films.
1: They just pull, like they they pull him up on these hooks and they hoist him up like a like a yeah like a puppet. I at first I didn't realize what they were doing until that his arms were sort of stretched out.
0: When I saw that they had put a hook through his Achilles tendon and then went through his hand and then went into the back of his neck, I was like, oh yeah, they're they're puppetizing him.
1: Oh yeah, this is this is we're rapidly understanding what's going on here, and so they kill him. They, I forget exactly how he's killed.
0: What it was is that um, they had strung him up, and they had placed a uh, a weapon beneath him. I believe it was an axe, or something yes. with a very sharp metal point. And they had tied his rope around a flag. And of course they burn the flag and of course the hardest thing for Kras to watch was the burning of the Nazi flag because that at that point he's screaming no no
1: Yeah he 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 gets he burns to death the place is just completely immolated No he
0: de- he doesn't burn to death the burning was to break the rope in order for him to fall onto the weapon and kill him
1: well, You're right Man, it's almost like these movies are starting to run together for me.
0: (laughs) They might be, but thankfully I have notes, and I watched this movie just yesterday.
1: Yes, so Toulon makes it to Switzerland.
0: No, what it is, is that they show a Berlin train station, and Toulon has stolen Krauss' identity. Has his passport and everything and has brought Peter with him, and they are on their way to Switzerland. He done stole his identity to leave Berlin with Peter. And our final shots of the film are Toulon's wanted poster on the ground of the train station, six-shooter pointing his guns at the camera, and a coming soon for Puppet Master 4 when bad puppets turn good.
1: Coming soon. This is some VHS bullshit that I never thought I'd experience again. But I'm yeah. glad it happened.
0: Yeah, and that is how our film ends. And I don't know how I feel about the next one.
1: I'm not. I don't even really know what the next one is going to be. Are they going to pay off anything? I hope they don't.
0: <laughs> so we can keep our streak going. Yeah. Overall, I I definitely liked this one more than the other two. I think it was good to get away from the whole dumbass psychics and ghost investigators in the Bodega Bay Inn and whatnot in Scarab's Hill. I think it was good that they got away from there.
1: Oh yeah, I don't give a shit about Bodega Bay. I don't give a shit about any of that. I just want puppets murdering fuckers, and that's what I got here.
0: The only Bodega Bay I care about is the one in Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds.
1: So I have a question. How much do you think this movie cost to make?
0: 1.2 mil.
1: 800,000.
0: Damn it! I overshot.
1: You got real close. That was like a real the genuine one, guess right there.
0: The one time I I actually overshoot it because I didn't guess in like the high thousands.
1: I, got, I have to assume it's because they were able to reuse a lot of shit.
0: But, you know, a lot of that was probably from the stop motion. Stop motion spansive.
1: Stop motion spansive. Okay, that was one other thing I meant to say is that they, they've since limited how much stop motion they use. However, they've also done more actual puppeteering of the puppets to make them move on screen. And there were a few times where I was able to just see the strings on the puppets and it was really funny.
0: Like in the uh the bit with six shooter climbing up the wall. yeah, yeah, I could I could definitely see the strings there.
1: There are plenty of strings on me as a matter of fact
0: <laughs> this This movie does not come with no strings attached, my friends. But that being said, let us uh, close out puppet master three, and on our next episode, we will be discussing nineteen ninety one's subspecies, which will be, a new series for us, uh, of a Romanian American vampire flex.
1: Apparently, subspecies is quite the extensive uh, series, so we're going to be starting up another one of those here soon, which is exciting yet also uh, incredibly frightening.
0: Thankfully, subspecies isn't very long of a uh, series. I think it only has about four or five, so not too bad. And Here's something that might get you a little bit more excited for it. The first one has Angus Scrim in it.
1: Oh, you're going to have to give me something more than the name.
0: Angus Scrim is the tall man in Phantasm.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. So we've got that to you, look forward to. You could say that to. that's
1: phantasmic. You know what? No, that's bad cut. Cut it.
0: And with that horrid joke, we'll cut this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and to all, have a frightful evening.
1: Don't trust the Nazis.
0: And also don't trust the Nazis. Bye!